Time is now 2.34 and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Monday afternoon. And this can mean only one thing. It's time for a bit of trash talk. And this week, Marcy Trent Long talks to Paul Zimmerman from Drink Without Waste about recycling and also the idea of a circular economy in Hong Kong after the pandemic. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. Today, we want to talk about how the coronavirus pandemic has put recycling and circular economy plans in Hong Kong in a tough spot. With us is Paul Zimmerman, an elected councilman in the Southern District representing Pak Fulam. He's also chairman of Drink Without Waste, an initiative led by the Single Use Beverage Packaging Working Group, a coalition of stakeholders focused on reducing waste from beverage consumption here in Hong Kong. That's a mouthful, but welcome, Paul. <laughs> nice for you to have me here. <laughs> so why don't we start with, you wrote a brilliant article for Civic Exchange about the positives and negatives of COVID-19 on the circular economy here in Hong Kong. Yeah, I mean, the positives were obviously in the sky. We saw, you know, the air pollution dropped a lot. And, you know, consumption dropped. So with that, waste has dropped. But the negatives became obvious as well to us that, um, you know, schools are closed and schools usually are drop-off points for uh, liquid cartons, those tetra packs, uh, plastic bottles and other recycling programs. So they kind of disappeared. But also the uh, the newly installed return vending machines where you can bring your plastic bottle or you get some coupons or some money, they were also were closed down because suddenly there's all this concern about hygiene that uh, we never had before. So there we see a drop of uh, getting materials back. And at the same time, you know, people are now eating at home, so they can food delivery at home. There's a lot of waste that comes with that. We're all wearing masks that we throw away. People wear gloves that they throw away. So, yeah, there's a lot more waste that we are producing in uh, when COVID is around. Have you seen any signs that people are looking at PPE, you know, the personal protection equipment, in a way that, they're looking for things that they could recycle or they, they or oh, well, I, I think we've seen some lovely programs of people making their own masks and people publishing how to cut the fabric to make your own mask or make the mask for your family and I must say that really picked up in the US, in Italy in Europe, where, you know there was a shortage of these masks, they couldn't get a hold of masks and people stopped making them and I think it's fantastic uh, personally I have not worn a paper mask, I've been wearing these reusable masks that you can wash and uh, Lately, I've been picking up some bananas at the mountain climbing shop. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm wearing right now. And uh, you pull it up from your neck over your nose. and uh, A little uh, bandana. Yeah, here you go. So, um, and that way, uh, you, we can avoid waste. And I, I love it when I walk around the street and I see, see other, but there are not many when you see other people that have reusables instead of these paper masks you throw away. Yeah, it is nice. And, and actually, when you go for a hike, it is your excuse. Because if you go for a hike and you want to go into a a coffee shop you have to have a mask right so yeah, just no, use you just, your bandana exactly and I've, I've been wearing it now uh, for weeks and i think it's the right thing and and People are concerned about the effectiveness of the fabric, but we have to keep in mind it's about shedding. It's about you shedding viruses and others. It's about, you know, basically your saliva getting out of your mouth onto services or into the air into other people. And you really stop that with with basically a good piece of fabric in front of your mouth. The other way around, you're not stopping the virus coming and reaching you. But you're not going to stop that anyway because it's going to hit your eyes. I mean, you, you have to walk around <laughs> in a moon suit if you want to make 
make sure that you completely protect it. So I think if 99% of it is you not shedding onto others and onto the, the surface, you're doing a great job. And we've seen the success for Hong Kong. Well, one of the things you mentioned in your articles, which I thought was pretty interesting, is this whole supply chain disruption that maybe certain goods couldn't get to the grocery store or get to people. And we've had to actually throw away quite a bit. Yeah, we've seen it all over. And still today, uh, there's a story about the potatoes uh, in, in, in Belgium and the oversupply of potatoes and, and the frozen storage space is all filled up. The early stores were uh, beer in Czechoslovakia that couldn't be shipped anywhere that they had to do, let Ooh, it go. That's uh, sad. Milk in, in uh, the, I think those stories were came from the US. I mean, we see that throughout that, uh, you know, we have a just in time economy and everything was hyper fine tuned. And with a disruption like this, we see all these bottlenecks and massive amount of perishable goods basically going to waste. And that's a real shame. It is a real shame. And the, the other one, of course, is the grocery stores. So there's been all these videos on about how you need to wash your vegetables, you know, much more carefully now with COVID-19. And is it going to lead back to um, then wrapping and sealing vegetables and packaging in grocery stores that we were moving away from? Yeah, no, I think it's just kind of the naked goods idea. It really got a setback. And, you know, it's going to be harder convincing people to not wrapping fruits and pre-wrapping it. Now, whether that really helps and whether that secures you from not having any virus stuck between the plastic and the fruit, I'm not 100% sure that anybody can guarantee you that. And therefore, I'm not sure it's, that's, uh, it's that relevant. You know, whatever you buy, whether it was wrapped in plastic or not, you still got to wash it properly. You still got to deal with it properly, assuming that there could be a virus uh, attached somewhere on one of the surfaces. So it's very unfortunate, but I think that this COVID has led to a lot of more waste and a lot of less recycling. So it's a real damage to the circular economy. Mm, and it, will it delay some of your initiatives under Drink Without Waste? Well, the Drink Without Waste is about collecting the beverage packaging and make sure they get recycled and returned back into, say, plastic bottles for beverage uh, uh, consumption. And because the collection has been halted in, in various locations because of concerns over hygiene, we have a slowdown and there is a need for a rethink and the strategy on what are the right locations for the reverse logistics of bottles and liquid cartons. So we're very good at retailing, getting things from the factory cleanly produced there to the shop, reasonably clean and out to you, the consumer. But, uh, you know, we're trying to orchestrate the reverse, which is taking a bottle that you had in your mouth or attached uh, somewhere and you've used for something and then uh, to take that back. And that's basically a dirty product. And we now, dirty now means has a very different meaning than it had before COVID. Uh, you know, it, it, there was the risk of contamination with a very uh, specific virus that is very dangerous. And so uh, it means we have to put a lot more thinking in that reverse logistics. And some channels that we were hoping to be available, i.e. return it to the shop, I don't think that's not going to be a very good idea. It's good to get stuff via the shop to the consumer, but maybe it's not a good way to get used materials back from the consumer. So uh, we, we're limited in the, the channels we can use. Mm, that's frustrating, isn't it? And well, it's harder work, but, uh, you know, we'll get there. 
You'll get there. And what about the drop in oil prices and the virgin versus recycled plastic? Well, yeah, the, absolutely. Hard. I mean, the, 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 the whole circular economy was also part was that the, the materials that come back have a value. The drop in oil prices mean that the plastic prices have dropped as well. And we have to see to what extent that is kind of like a, a more permanent feature of our economy and, and to what extent it's temporary because the economic slowdown that is now has started with this uh, COVID. We believe that this will last for a while, the prices will stay low for a while, and that will hamper again the recyclability uh, of and the economic valuability of recycling plastics. Yeah, that that will be frustrating because I think the the plastic recycling plant it was due at the end of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, there's there's several plastic recycling facilities in Hong Kong, but uh, there are one or two in progress that are going to be very high quality, and there's one specifically designed to deal with the PET plastic, and which is the plastic we use for plastic bottles uh, for beverage consumption. And uh, there's some delay now because the machines are arriving later, but uh, we're still hoping that it's uh, Q4 of this year rather uh, instead of Q3, Q4 of this year, otherwise Q1 of next year, that that will be fully operational. So then people can trust that the bottles that they return are going to be properly recycled and don't end up somewhere in the new territories in a bad situation. Uh, you know, hopefully that's going to put trust back into the market and people are going to go back to recycling because right now people just don't trust the three bins that anything gets properly dealt with. <laughs> well, especially maybe now. And then you're trying a uh, eat without waste. So now that you're going to drink without waste, maybe you'll start thinking about eat yeah. without waste. Well, the drink without waste is in a way simple. 60% of the market are three companies. And then you have a whole lot of importers that make up the rest of the 40%. But at least the three are working together within uh, the, the realm of our working group uh, with all the other participants that we have about 30 some participants. Um, the eat without waste then you start talking about all these restaurants and there is a multitude of them. And so how do we change that? So it's a very different dynamic. So uh, we're still grappling with that a bit. And um, people in Hong Kong depend on, you know, takeaway food or fast food or just having quick food at a restaurant. If you make that difficult for people, then they're going to get very angry because hungry people are angry people. I mean, you know, if you take they're away angry. some... They're hungry. Exactly. They're going to be very hungry. And whether it's, uh, you know, their breakfast on the run or the lunch on the run or the dinner on the run, uh, people depend on it a lot. And if you're going to demand that everybody brings back their own box, then I think a lot of people are going to say, it's home off, Hana. You know, it's very difficult. And uh, it's how, how can I do that? And there is a hygiene concern. If you bring back your box, how can I trust that your box is really clean? So the real challenge in reducing it will be washing kitchens. You've got to be able to wash the boxes and guarantee and put them back in the market and guarantee that they're properly cleaned. So we need a system for that with washing kitchens and, and then a rental for these boxes and a standardization um, that wherever you pick up your box, you can return it anywhere. That's going to be more of a challenge than a drink without waste. But, uh, you know, we've got to do it because we've got to get rid of these styrofoam lunch boxes and styrofoam noodle bowls. It is a nightmare. We see them floating around the oceans. We see them on our beaches. It is a, it's, and it's going to be there for thousands of years. Uh, the material doesn't, uh, doesn't deteriorate very well. Well, Paul Zimmerman, thank you very much for coming in and talking to Trash Talk. Drink without waste, and the future of recycling are in your hands, so don't give up with COVID-19. 
You may have to have a little bit of patience, but let's keep focused on the bottom line of reuse, reduce, recycle. Keep it up. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. Many thanks uh, for your trash talk this week. Uh, Marcy Trent Long speaking with Paul Zimmerman, uh, the founder of uh, the, of Drink Without Waste. If you'd like to know more information about uh, this group, you can go to uh, Designing Hong Kong and you can also go to their website, which is drinkwithoutwaste.org. And Trash Talk will be back again at the same time just after the half past two news on the 123 show.